welcome to Well This Sucks. This is a podcast about myself, my friend Heather, and our friend Danielle and her fight, our fight against stage four breast cancer. Whoa. Today, we have a very, very <laughs> special guest. Round two, round two of <laughs> Dr. Nathan Riley. Thank you so much for coming back. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Thanks for accommodating me on a Thursday. Oh, please. Oh, please. Yeah. Thanks for accommodating us on yeah. a Thursday. Yeah. You Thanks guys are great. Coming um, out of work. And you really quick for us. I'm Heather. Oh, hi. I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Tana, and I always forget you to introduce yourself. <laughs> you didn't you introduce didn't. us. <laughs> You're all well, I said good. I'm Tana, my friend Heather, mm-hmm. and my friend Danielle. I know. But it's and here for we the are. voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Here it's we are. It's for the voices. And it's me, Nathan Riley. Mm-hmm. He has a first name. First name. <laughs> You're not and just it's doctor. Not doctor. Yeah, I don't. I was starting to say I don't like the. I, I don't know why, but the weird doctor designation. I know it's important, mm-hmm. but it, it's yeah. never something that I've really, really loved. I don't know. Is it, it kind of like when? It's definitely not like this, but when you're a kid and you're. Is it like when water just pours out of your nose? <laughs> <laughs> You guys, my brain's leaking. It's fine. <laughs> There's a doctor here at least. Right. Um, yes. When you're when you're a kid and your your friends' parents, all you know them by is like Mister and Mrs. Blah blah blah. Right. And then you grow up later and you start continuing to call them by Mister Mrs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm an adult. You're an adult. We have first names. <laughs> I can use. Can I use your first name? And yeah. what is it? <laughs> I don't know. I growing up, like I never called my friends' parents Mister Mrs. I always called them by their first names. Of course you do. Yeah, I think it's a Hispanic thing, though. But Danielle, wouldn't you say like Don or Donya? No, what, you would never say those things. Oh, nope, just their That's first name. So formal. Do you speak Spanish? <laughs> so formal. Yeah. Oh. Well, you yeah. speak Spanish? Well, my wife's Mexican. Oh, oh right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I, I would go to Mexico with her, but I remember her always being very formal, and it may have just been. I don't know. Her family yeah. raised, she was raised very formal. Whoa. <clears throat> yeah, no, and when they teach you Spanish too, they teach you like, I remember when I was in school, they would teach us like usted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. instead of tu and mm-hmm. usted is formal and I used to talk to my grandma and use the formal and she's like, why are you talking to me so formally? And so, what are you oh, doing? Yeah. Stop it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, no, what are they teaching you at school? <laughs> but yeah. What were we talking about? Dr. Riley. So we were talking about, <laughs> we're here to talk about Dr. Riley at Dr. Riley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk at you and with you. <laughs> and with Dr. Riley. <laughs> also known as Nathan. Also known as yeah. Nathan. Don't Preferred. call him Nate. So when right? you... When I was a kid, it was Nate. But then at some point you, you decide I'm going to be a man <laughs> and not a boy. Oh. And I will say that no my, my closest friends, including my wife call me Nate and her whole family calls me Nate because they knew me in high school mm-hmm. but then oh, college yeah. came and I had to decide who am I gonna be and you start you know having the handshaking thing which mm-hmm. you never did when you're a kid you don't really shake hands but then college you're you're buttering up to the, the yeah, yeah professors and things yeah as a know. child I went by heat no, <laughs> and then now as an adult I'm by heat either I don't know heat? it was a stupid joke <laughs> shortening my name when you introduce it's yourself kind of a to cool nickname though heat. that's true oh, yeah. call me heat bring heat the from heat now on. bring yeah. I have you in my phone as Heather Cucamonga because I couldn't what? I couldn't remember your last, last name so I was like that's, that's pretty much it so like, you're, yeah. you're, now gonna, you're now heat Cucamonga great perfect, perfect. that's awesome I'll change it later it's official uh, so when you introduce yourself to patients 
I generally say Dr. Riley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Last we spoke, we have a previous episode with Dr. Riley. Oh my God, this is going to mess. You do, do what you need to do. <laughs> heat. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Heat. She's bringing the heat. Right Dr. Now. Nathan Riley. Uh, you need to cool down. We had a previous episode with him and he was in his res. You were in your residency. And so now you have a week left. I technically have four days of work left. Holy Ooh. shit. So I can't believe you're here right deal. now. Hmm? No. Well, I have my board exams on Monday. So like my final test, so to speak, is on Monday. Well, that's just made me very nervous. Why aren't you studying nervous. right now? I was studying all day and I, I wow. anticipating like I would just chill mm-hmm. out in the evening. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Wow. Plus I have Healthy. to finish Big Little Lies. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then Dang. I have to do the housemaid's tale or the, the handmaid's, right? handmaid's tale. <laughs> you still have? Uh, I haven't watched season two. You just have to give me a break. You okay. I, I, I will. Yeah, you, I guess you have a lot of TVs to do. I have right? other things. <laughs> board exams you know exams, yeah. so the exams on monday <laughs> yeah and then it's like an all-day test and then after that i've got three more days of surgery actually it's really just tuesday and wednesday and friday of surgery next week of That's actual surgery actual work so, mm-hmm. so, so you're a gynecologist mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when you say surgery part of your exam is going to be uh on Vaginas, five vaginas. <laughs> yeah. Who? No, 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 not they're, they're a live like, vagina. Live? Is that on, what you said? No, 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 no. It's a written test with vaginas. Oh. It's a Scantron test. Oh, okay. No, I didn't no know live. there was like. I, I wasn't sure what you're asking. No, 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 no live vagina. Like someone has like to someone watch standing you. over grading you as pointing you're at things. <laughs> like okay, remove the wart. <laughs> what? Not, not that type of example. No, but the surgeries. But you said surgeries. Oh, I, I, I actually am like doing working. my work, my job. There's an exam that's on a, in a test room, just mm-hmm. like when you took the uh, SAT, like the, the GRE or the SAT or whatever. Remember there's, yes, there's yes, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The but, but you go to like this, you, you go to this big room though, like a special high security room and you have to take it mm-hmm. and there's no looking at each other and that type of thing. Yeah. No looking at the notes in your hand. Right. Or like your book. Yeah. <laughs> All I would be thinking would be like, don't look at the person next to me. And I would like. Right. Yeah. They'll come in and they'll, they'll say like there was an unusual occurrence during the exam. If I was chatting to the dude next to me about how tough the exam was, it's really weird. Yeah. Wow. Take no it. Wait, so what are the surgeries? So, that you're gonna uh, so I'm going to be doing surgery, with. but it's not for the test. Right. It's just, so I, I have, um, a vaginal hysterectomy, wow. meaning we do a hysterectomy through the vagina and take it all out through the vagina. Oh, and then we have an abdominal hysterectomy, which means you have like a C-section incision and then you remove the uterus that way. What's the which one's benefit or what's what provokes question. which one? So if it's a really big gnarly uterus with a bunch of fibroids and things uh. like that, or if you think there might be a, like a cancer associated, you would you would want to look inside the belly. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, then and there's there's bigger, you know, there's bigger there's greater blood loss. There's a longer recovery time, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's more pain associated, you know, with the recovery. The vaginal hysterectomy is very quick. It's very safe. There's minimal blood loss. And then you go home the same day and you generally are not how do in you, that much pain. How do you do that? Oh. It's really hard to explain. <laughs> it's really hard to explain. Whoa. Yeah. But, it, but it, you can imagine you just, you have to if I had paper or like a whiteboard, I could mm-hmm. draw it. Okay. But but essentially, you go in, you you cut a hole in the vagina, and you take everything out, and then you close the vagina up in the back. 
by the cervix? Yeah, you, you remove... So imagine like the cervix is sticking out through the vagina, right? And in through the cervix is the cavity of uh-huh. the uterus where the babies grow. Mm-hmm. You would make an incision around the cervix and remove everything right. out. And then... Along with the cervix. Along with the cervix, which is part of the, the uterus yeah. technically. It's just the opening. And then you close the vagina up in the back and right. you go on with your life. You can still have intercourse go for a run and everything. that night. Yeah. Can you go for maybe a run? Maybe not that, that night. You might not want to, but the next day maybe. Wow. It's a Netflix night, I think, after. Yeah. <laughs> and then a full hysterectomy, you take out the ovaries as well. You go that's, no, or... that's separate. That's the that's the salpingo oophorectomy. So you get a, a hysterectomy refers just to the uterus. If it's a total, it means you're you're taking the cervix too. Oh, If it's okay. a, a subtotal or a super cervical, you would just lop it off and leave the cervix oh, behind. Man. This is painful to... <laughs> We're trying to just cram for yeah, your exam getting, right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're doing a great cramping. job. Am I, oh, sorry. Um, am I passing? <laughs> You're passing. Uh, a plus. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, Thank we're you. actually. Well, that's great. Yeah. We're administering your yeah. exam right now. What a relief. <laughs> you guys are much better than most of my examiners. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, af- so do you have a graduation ceremony? We already did. Whoa. Yeah, we did on Saturday. Oh my God. Last Yay. Saturday. Happy Congrats. Not this Saturday, this Saturday before. Yeah, it was it was a little bittersweet because it's been a yeah. very hard four years. But yeah. It, and it's not, you know how graduation ceremonies are really never about the people graduating. Yeah. Like you go to your school graduation and you get three seconds to cross the stage, shake some stranger's hand. Mm-hmm. They give yeah. you like a fake plaque. You take a picture mm-hmm. and then you move on. And like that's your whole thing. Your parents were waiting in the audience like four hours or yeah. something. It's not that bad at this, but it was kind of similar. It was a similar sentiment. Like, mm-hmm. man, there's no real, there's no real celebration here for people. Right. And it's before your major exam. So <laughs> like it's you're like, not really right. done not yet. Like yeah. We're not like going out and, and getting and hammered and, and, <laughs> right. and, and like, we did it. It's not even over yet. So well, we're doing it. Congrats, grad. <laughs> Thank you. At any rate, anyway, <laughs> class of 2018, gynecological class of 2018. <laughs> right? That's right. Hey. Yeah. I'll uh, take it. <laughs> so are you getting used to being called doctor? Yeah. I yeah, guess I mean, it's been, been four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even day right. one when interns start, July 1st is when the new residents, the interns, Wow. Which was like Grey's Anatomy. The first huh. season was their intern year, I think. The first day is July 1st. From that day, you're expected to be a doctor. <laughs> and you don't really know much of anything. You just mm. graduated med school. So, wow. yeah. It was weird in the beginning. Now it's kind of just what people yeah. do. So. Then when you're like out... I'm thinking of like my parents' friends growing up. And like when they if they were doctors, it was always like, this is doctor so-and-so oh well doctor that that to me is kind <laughs> yeah. of weird yeah and sometimes people write on them um, invitations doctor and mrs nathan riley and my and obviously my wife is like okay like that's just a very weird convention like, yeah the, the weird the world is a very weird place but, but there are some people that will like correct you and be like it's not mr it's doctor right and so in the yeah. little drop down menus mm-hmm. the titles mm-hmm. sometimes will let you say MD. doctor mm-hmm. yeah or, or whatever yeah it's it's Damn. a strange i mean you have worked hard for it i understand but it's not it's not who you are it's still the job that i perform wow yeah um all jobs should give you some sort of title yeah <laughs> right yeah it's a lot of pressure just the thought of it yeah of i'm like associated I with just, my name I'm like okay doctor heather higginbotham doctor Heat. Donya heather higginbotham <laughs> 
makes me shrink makes me shrink that's just like misses or yeah but in you know i'm not used to it so it sounds like something's something extra something mm-hmm. you have to live up to yeah it's something, something that you have to yeah. live up to exactly okay so after you graduate and you're moving to san diego mm-hmm. technically we'll be living in claremont which is in between san diego and la jolla okay because yeah, i'm yeah. going to be working in both cities mm. <laughs> um and you're going into palliative care Care. Oh, that's right. We didn't really talk about what palliative care is. We did a little, but a little we touched on it. But yeah. yeah, please. I was thinking about it when I was re-listening to the episode. I was thinking about how I described it, mm-hmm. and I think I'd like to re. I think I'd like to hash it out a little bit better because I think it is important. Since there is an audience, I think it's important for people to understand what palliative care is. And so, um, I'm going to start again with my description. Please, please. So the 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 way I like to frame it in general is we are specialists in the alleviation of suffering. So if you're a patient who has really bad pain or has bad nausea or bad constipation or your family's not getting along and nobody can decide what they want to do as the next step, Mm. those are all sort of sources of frustration and suffering in a lot of ways and obviously varying amounts of suffering. Um, They may also help with sort of a, a goals discussion around do you want more chemo mm-hmm. or do you want the surgery or, you know, and, and help you sort of weigh the, the risks and benefits? Cause we don't do a good job of that. I think, um, in discussing like, well, here's the pros, here's the cons. I is the shepherd, you part of my flock. I provide you with the information and I try to keep you safe. And it's really ultimately your decision. I don't think we do that very well in medicine in general. So palliative care doctors focus on symptom management they focus on goals of care discussions and then they focus on the family dynamic and sort of consolidation of, of all the different services, medical services that might be available to you, like your kidney doctor, your liver doctor, your, your intestinal doctor, your gynecologist, whatever, and try to come up with a succinct message as to what's going on here. And then you take all of that information and you and your support people make decisions, you know? So that's what the palliative care team does. And then on top of that, they also sometimes, like we talked about with my dad and, and, and how, you know, you, you thought maybe your dad would benefit. Mm -hmm. They have a, a bit of a, in that goals of care discussion, you get to know people very, very well. And I think that's why a lot of palliative care doctors were uh, attracted to the field. You may get a whole hour to speak with a patient and it starts with just getting to know who they are and what they're what their likes are, you know, how did they get meet their wife? How did they, how, did, how are their kids doing? Where are their kids? How right. is their, you know, family dynamic? I imagine that you'd have to really get to know the individual in order to help guide them into making whatever decision that yeah. is appropriate yeah. for them. Right. That's a lot. It is. It is. Do yeah. you, are there any psychology courses that you take in along with that? Um, that seems so involved. There You're is. just covering yeah. everything, yeah. human nature, along with right. the medical field. The most important thing is that you, you have to be a good listener. And you have to not just hear the words. You have to actually process what this person's trying to say, maybe without saying it. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely psychology involved. But I think that it sort of happens organically as opposed to learning it the way that we may have learned it in a college course where... Mm-hmm. This is yeah. what you do when this happens. It's kind of like a, you learn sort of the dance. And the only thing I can compare it to, not that I've done improv myself, but it would be like an improv class. Sure. And I actually just was at a, like a, a like a plaza party in like a little apartment complex. And I met this guy who's a lawyer. <clears throat> he was trained in law in um, Australia. And then he, 
came to the United States and, you know, he kind of drifted away from law, but and now he does improv mm. and he actually has, he's actually, he trained at, um, I think it's called Groundlings. It's a, yeah. like a really famous, yeah. maybe stage or theater. Anyways, I, w- I got into a really good conversation with him about how he, he uses this to train lawyers to sort of bob and weave Whoa. with the needs of a, an, an interrogation or a, you know, a, a cross-examination uh-huh. or something like that, where you have to, in a, in a moment, react to a person's body language or whatever. And it's yeah. the same in medicine, you know. We're just not very well trained to do that. So when a patient crosses their arms and changes their body language, you suddenly then have to kind of change your direction. Maybe you're pushing a little too hard right. or, or, or whatever. And so it does, I think the training to answer your question comes about as a very, a very much more organic, it's kind of an art. It becomes more of an art and, and you kind of, you have can, to just like get in there and do y- yeah, it mm-hmm. yeah. and feel and it out. I suppose people who are drawn towards that focus yeah. are more connected yeah. to begin sure. with. Sure. Yeah. So I think it, it's sort of self-selecting in that way mm-hmm. in, in, in a lot of ways, actually. So all those things kind of culminate for a relationship that the palliative care team develops with the patient in order to understand exactly what it is that they want. It's their fifth admission to a hospital mm-hmm. over the past two weeks. Is this really what you want? I mean, are we doing the right thing for you in mm-hmm. the sense that what, what it is that you want from the medical services available, are you right. getting it? Mm-hmm. You may not want to come to the hospital ever again. You may just hate being here, but nobody's ever asked you that. Yeah. You know. Mm. So it's like you're well, I mean you're treating the patient not their illness. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Which which is very romantic. It but is. but that's what medicine is. That's what it always used to be and mm-hmm. now we've kind of lost that. So I'm trying to get back to those. How would you define I mean I have a an instinct and a feeling based on like my own experiences yeah. as to what you mean when you say that like we've kind of lost that mm-hmm. in modern medicine, but how would you how would you describe modern medicine? as it is right now or western medicine or treating the illness yeah yeah have you heard the one size fits all yeah sick care yeah one size fits all so we try to generalize things to meet certain sicknesses Mm -hmm. so you find what we the fancy word is pathology there's a it's the opposite of physiology so if you have regular periods every 21 to 35 days is a normal period a a normal I i should say a normal cycle that's normal, right? If it's outside of that, it's pathologic, meaning it's not normal. It's abnormal. It's something that maybe would lead to disease, mm-hmm. right? So I think that the big issue in Western medicine is that we focus way too much in our understanding of disease versus really learning about what health looks like. And sometimes that's a that's kind of a, a hard thing. It's hard to understand it's hard to support a person's normal physiology if all that you're focused on at all times is what could go wrong and what maybe is wrong, you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like focusing on the bad parts of a relationship versus mm-hmm. focusing on the good parts of the relationship. You know, there's that one stupid thing that your partner does. And if that's, if that's, if that's all you're focusing on, it's a pretty bad relationship. But right. there's those other 99% of the things that are just amazing and wonderful and you, you miss that. And that's most often the time, you know, what's happening in the human body, especially when we're young and healthy like this. So I think that the big issue in Western medicine is that we, we really focus on disease and we look for problems to try to fix because that's how we were trained. We, we are trained to fix problems. When you're in medical school, it's just constantly being like, this is what this disease looks like. And this is what this disease right. looks like. And this is the medicine we give for this. And these are the surgery options for this right. instead of 
also being like, but also this is what like mm-hmm. a healthy person, mm-hmm. you know, like, is this healthy? Like, here's a description uh, yeah. of a person. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that this is a healthy person? Well, we, we do learn that. Right. Okay. But, but the purpose is in order to treat disease, to get it back to that, as opposed to how do we support a healthy person and keep them healthy? See what I mean? There's a, yeah. there's a difference there. It's it's looking at it from two very different paradigms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it dates all the way back to the humorous theory, right? Where there's there's too much oh, heat. Oh, yes, the humorous theory. So yeah. you have to add Can cold. Can you remind me again? <laughs> I know it. I, it's like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, Tana wants to know. It, it's like, it's like the... <laughs> I don't really know. There's the four humors. There's like black, there's, there's, there's bile, there's blood, there's, um, pus and there's <laughs> something else, you know, uh, whatever, something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this is way before we had like any microscopes or mm-hmm. advanced imaging. Mm. Like we didn't really know what bones were made of or anything. We just knew that stuff comes out of different parts of the body. Okay. And, and if there's too much of one of those things, you have to balance it out by by doing, you know, various things. I wish I knew more. It's kind of probably a very interesting part of our it history. It sounds interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was like the early, early times, you know, we're, we're talking like centuries, centuries wow. and centuries ago. So where were you going with that? Well, so, so it goes back to that, that idea that like, well, there's too much of this, there's too uh-huh. much yin, so we better add some yang, you oh. know I mean? And, and that's just kind of this dichotomy that we always like to see the world as, right? There's, yeah. there, there's, there's too, if something's too dry, you have to add water. If there's something mm-hmm. too wet, you have to dry it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we, th- that's where we are in, in Western medicine, and, uh, you know, Instead mm-hmm. of- when it boils down. So the way medical school works is it's four years. The first two years are, are book studying. And in the first year, you learn all the normal stuff. This is what normal stuff looks like. And then the second year, you mm. learn when everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you spend the third and fourth year learning to how to fix things when they go wrong. And by oh. fixing, we mean returning it back to its normal state. Okay. The problem is, is that your normal state changes with age, it changes with environment, it yeah. changes mm-hmm. with all these other psychosocial things or socioeconomic issues. And it's not just a, a matter of like, oh, you've you've got diabetes, let's make you not diabetic. There's right. all these other things that play into that. And, and so I guess as a result of us not focusing on how to, su- how to support, you know, normal health, we end up letting people get sick and then we respond mm-hmm. to the sickness. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, um, that's it's, kind of a problem. Instead yeah. of keeping them healthy. Or teaching yeah. Them how to yeah. We're really not or... taught that. So whenever somebody says, why mm-hmm. are doctors not focused on prevention? Well, we're really not trained to, fo- to, to focus mm-hmm. on prevention. We're not taught anything about nutrition. Um, we, well, we get one hour. People go to the doctor like when something's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why would you go to the doctor and expect them to also help you prevent disease? And it makes sense that they would, but we simply don't have the tools. Mm-hmm. So now doctors, um, doctors are often blamed for not, having, not, not recommending preventative measures. Fine. We're not best at that. But then doctors likewise because they're 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 so revered in some ways they're they're they sort of hold themselves accountable to find those answers and to give people that advice and we're really not the best people to be doing that you know there's people that study dietetics mm-hmm. and nutrition their whole lives and maybe they don't have the right answers but not all doctors have the right answers either you know so there's this whole separate field of people that might be able to better address nutritional stuff and we as doctors oftentimes 
it's like it's we're, we feel shame for not for not having that answer and we feel in, in that shame sort of prohibits us from referring them to the people that maybe actually know how to do it oh, mm-hmm. i see wow and so and, and that goes for movement it goes for yeah. sleep it goes for all those other things that we learn nothing about really in school zero yeah this is blowing <laughs> well, yeah i know well, it is blowing my mind because like yeah. i assumed that you would know that and mm-hmm. like it actually I have more empathy for doctors in general now Mm -hmm. because like I was under the impression that like you're taught those things and you're supposed to know those things. So, so I resent times when I have a problem. Um, for example, growing up as a teenager, I suffered from urinary tract infections a lot. I just, it was a problem. (laughs) And like, I kept going back to my gynecologist at the time and she kept prescribing me antibiotics and that was like all she could do, you know? And I was like, is there anything like pee after sex? But I was like, I am. <laughs> hey, look, that was, yeah, you know, yeah. we tried. Yeah. Um, I looked, looked up online and it was like, yeah, sometimes like if you don't have enough folic acid or like B vitamins, I don't know, something like that. And I started doing that and like drinking way more water. It was something also mm. very simple that, cause yeah. like I was like drinking, you know, I'm just a teenage so Heather, I was, I was just heat, <laughs> just know? bringing the heat. Um, and I, but I really was, I, I didn't know sure. any better. I was just drinking soda all the time and all that stuff. And like, when I realized like, Oh, I just have to drink water and like take my vitamins and like be like a little healthier. It wasn't a problem anymore. And I was so mad because I was like, why didn't she just tell me that? <laughs> why didn't she just, why didn't she even she didn't even ask about like how much water am I drinking or anything like that. She actually ended mm. up, uh, cause this is in Florida. They don't do this in California, which is a good thing actually. Um, she let me just have antibiotics. Oh yeah. All, you know what I mean? She yeah. just prescribed Whoa. me like, um, you could just yeah, take it whenever like, you felt the yeah, symptoms. Yeah. Re- well, that, that's oh, why we have bugs that are resistant to all these, bu- these of drugs. Course. So. She mm. told me, I remember now she told me to take an antibiotic after having sex Whoa. every time. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. That's what? crazy. And we I still did. recommend that for people that have recurrent infections. We yeah. sometimes just don't really know. And Drink that, water, that people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. And so obviously I'm still holding on to this resentment, yeah. but I'm letting it go here now. I let it go. I, I, felt, I felt you it feels let better. it go. I feel yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I enjoyed about your last episode. And I re-listened to it today just as a refresher. And of course, like listening to it when it was released and when we were bringing up certain situations where we're like, why didn't they? Or like, why did this doctor do this? And you have, it's easy to, to pick that person to put some of the anger or frustration on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then hearing the other side of it or hearing other possibilities that they do need to kind of pull themselves away from seeing you as a human being and seeing you as a, a problem that they need to fix or seeing you as a, piece of meat or something meat, i think that's sack. you describe a meat a, sack a ba- yeah. A meat, me, yeah meat sack because <laughs> i would have yeah that's, that's stayed referring to flattering. surgery yeah. and yeah. but i mean that it, you because you do have to kind of pull yourself away rather than being like this is a person i really care about and i'm gonna slice them open right so it was really interesting yeah. to have that separate perspective <laughs> I should I should also say that there are things that the, that Western medicine does really well, which is Ooh. like doing surgery, which is like if you're in a massive car accident or if you get a massive infection that's spreading all over your body, you probably want Western medicine on mm. your side. You're not gonna you're not going to fix that through acupuncture and stretching and lifestyle modification. You're you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, 
as a result of us being good at that, we were trained and that's why we're good at that. We're good in the emergency sort of acute reaction, meaning there's something that needs to be taken care of right now. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put a cap in it before it takes your life. Yeah. We're, we're pretty good at that in, in most circumstances. On the other hand, there's all this other stuff that people really need to prevent that stuff from even happening in the first place. And I hate to say it, all the doctors out there, it's, we're, we're not best. We need to just get better, I think, and kind of swallow our, 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 um, ego a little bit and refer out to people that, that do oh, know that stuff. Right. Yeah. And along with that, I, th- I think as a, as a society, we need yeah. to change too, because as a non-doctor, if you will, <laughs> we, we're, we go to the doctor when there is a problem and like, it's not the doctor's fault that I'm, I'm not going in to say, Hey, what could I do better? Could I exercise more? Of course. <laughs> right. So we are going to them for a, a solution to a problem generally. I mean, we have general checkups and pap smears and things like that. But apart from that, it's not something that we are used to looking for seeking, seeking out. Right. So right. it's, it's then just changing our mindset and changing the culture of all of it. Yeah. As a physician, having gone through residency, I will tell you that the, it's not unreasonable to go to doctors for a, a multitude of, of issues, right? The, the tools that we learn in medical school. So, so you know, we don't learn about nutrition. We don't learn this, eat this, not that, but we do learn at great detail, the bio biochemical and sort of pathophysiologic mechanisms that explain why bad things happen. Mm-hmm. So if you want, if, so if in order for me to explain what the ketogenic diet is, for example, I don't really need to read anything about that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do, I, I want to know what the, the literature says and, and I want to dig into what actually has been studied and it was in animals versus humans. Was it this dose versus that dose? How did they get the results that they studied, right? That they found in the study. I have to read that. So in order for me to explain anything in medicine or to come up with a possible solution for you, I have all the tools. Like I've spent so many years thinking and talking about this stuff and reading and reading and reading that I have all these tools in my toolbox that I should be able to pull out and then make sense of this complex problem. So what doctors really are trained to do is pick apart complex issues and then come up with a solution. Having said all of that, um, when you go to your doctor and you're expecting a solution, sometimes we don't even have like we haven't really used those, that, that sort of complex problem solving toolbox that we have because we get so used to just seeing something and then having the answer, right. That somebody has provided, like there's the American college of cardiology that says don't eat cholesterol. Mm. Well, you know, nowadays the whole cholesterol thing is, it's not, it's not totally be debunked, but mm-hmm. we're pretty sure that it's okay to eat fat, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I would never say anything with hundred percent certainty, but we kind of know that, but we, we are supposed to be relying on other colleges, other groups of physicians to guide us so that we can take care of other people, but not everybody's on the same page there. It's become very dissociated. So, um, it seems there's so many people in the world, yeah. which means that there's so many doctors in the world. There's so many of everything it's like how how does everyone get on the same page i don't or, know i don't even i don't know there's I supposed know. to be these big conferences and whatnot where we all kind of agree but every doctor we all is. agree <laughs> yeah. yeah we all we all decide like this is how we're gonna do like the world health organization is a good example they tr- they try to say here's what mm. we should be doing mm. um and then there's these groups like cochran so there's the organizations and then these these groups of doctors and, and other, you know, PhDs and other researchers that will sit down and look at every study 
that's been a really nicely done study, randomized controlled trial, meaning a double blind controlled trial where they, where both the patient and the physician doesn't know who's getting the treatment versus the placebo. It's a completely blinded. Let's just see what happens. And is it, is the result better than what you would expect from coincidence alone? Then we know that this drug works for that purpose. It's one, that's one example. They'll take all of those studies and create what's called a meta-analysis. And they basically say, let's put all this data together and see if an answer comes out. And it's a very complicated sort of process, but they then come up with these sort of generalizable, hopefully generalizable concepts that we then, who are not in that specialty, can take and, and use to, to guide patients. Wow. And that's the best we can do, you know. So it's a really big, it's a big world, this medicine thing. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get an A plus for sure. <laughs> you um, already passed. Oh, you're passed. Yeah, come on. You're don't even take the test. <laughs> no, nah, you don't know how to take that test. Oh, let me talk to him. <laughs> I'll put them on the podcast. They'll become stars, baby. <laughs> Let me make um, you a star. <laughs> so, okay. When, so you mentioned the ketogenic diet and you mm-hmm. mentioned that like, okay, we, for a long time, we were like, no fat, no fat, no cholesterol. And that's kind of shifted. It'd be like no sugar, no processed oh. foods, which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I buy it. What do you think? You're like, no, we should be eating tons of sugar. Uh, 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 <laughs> ketogenic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you're currently on it. Well, right? I, I, I'm not currently in ketosis, mm-hmm. meaning if I tested my urine, I probably wouldn't be turning them purple. But I just started a couple of days ago, sort of trying to eat again this way. And and mostly my my friend uh, Jacob, who's also a physician, he's this awesome guy that lives up in Washington with his wife. And he's an, a physiatrist, um, also involved with the, he was involved with the paleo movements and um, oh. the CrossFit. He's a, he's a CrossFit certified coach and um and he and I have talked about this stuff for years. He started doing this because he wanted to lose a little bit of extra weight um, in mm-hmm. his midsection. And so he and I are both doing a less than 100 grams of carbohydrate daily, which may not even be enough to get into ketosis, but at least it makes you think about what you're eating. And I, I will say that I do think that that way of eating is good, but I've realized that everything that I have to actually even wonder about the carbs is stuff that I probably shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. Wow. So anything that, that I don't even need to worry about putting this on my list of like, like putting it into the total mm-hmm. happens to be stuff that is already low in carbohydrate. So there's definitely something to this. Um, right. like, a, like a banana has 20 grams of carbs in it. If you're really interested in controlling how much sugar you're eating like you could eat bananas all day and they're fruits they're healthy but they've they're just loaded with sugar so it's it's kind of one of those interesting things where you just think about it and that's not to say that eating bananas is a problem i don't want anybody to ever think that um and i should also preface this by saying that the nutritional science thing it's at best pseudoscientific there's really not a lot of good research out there to Mm. say anything about how we really should be eating there are some principles though and we can talk about that stuff but the ketogenic stuff is it came out of very early research. Um, I think it dates back hundreds of years into how restriction of carbohydrate would actually be helpful for patients with epilepsy and seizure disorders. And then it turned into something like where they started looking into how does this work maybe with Alzheimer's and with some other issues. And then it became a potentially an ad, you know adjuvant chemo treatments where it would sensitize you to radiation or chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Mr. Atkins came out and essentially proposed a ketogenic diet. Yeah. Only there's more protein in his version, um, uh, which was what maybe in the 80s. The Atkins yeah. diet. Yeah, it was, it was big like in the 90s. We were kids, right? Yeah. yeah. So I remember my 
yeah, yeah. various women yeah. in my family went on it and it was right. like the best and they right. did lose all that right. weight. But I remember it being marketed as like, you can eat as much bacon as you want. You right. can have like, you right. can it was drink sort of but- the preface to paleo, the paleo diet. And actually Very the cancer, extreme. the cancer stuff actually came after that, after Atkins made it really popular, but he didn't call it ketogenic. No. What you do when you eat like that is your body starts, your liver specifically starts producing ketone bodies, which can be used as fuel around your body preferentially over sugar and it requires all of your cells that utilize sugar to change in order to be more adapted to mm. to utilizing these ketone bodies for fuel um and so what he was describing was this pretty big physiologic phenomenon that was used in treatment for all these other things but people happened to be losing weight when mm. they were using it for those things and so it was like oh well, mm. what a great um cash grab what mm -hmm. a great opportunity here <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. Um, and so, and so what you talked about Heather last time was probably a low carb, low protein, more fat mm -hmm. kind of approach. And it does lead to weight loss. And, you know, people have looked at it in, in terms of stabilizing mood and energy levels and better sleep. And I have to say it does, it does really work well for those things. When I was on it and I'm constantly trying to get back on that. <laughs> Hey, that, you could you could do it now. I mean, I'm literally can hold like, each other accountable. What yeah. what day is it? But she has Bobby doing pizza it. in her life. It's pizza <laughs> Bobby. Yeah, pizza Bobby. I know. I basically do it like Monday through Thursday, and then the weekend I'm screwed. It's true. <laughs> it's um, better than doing still, it every day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's thanks right. you guys. Mm. Thanks. But when I was like diligently on it, I never had to readjust because there is this period that I noticed when you change your diet and you switch to being ketogenic there's like a fuzz you know there's a it's a process yeah you there's like, like a two-week period where you're feeling weird yeah mm. there's like a withdrawal from sugar how does yeah. that feel i mean i'm sure like everyone's different or foggy yeah foggy for me hmm. it was foggy mm -hmm. and like yeah a little weak mm -hmm. then it was worth it and like i from my own experience when i was diligent i was gonna say uh yeah i was like sharper i was happier like I, everything felt better my sure. mood and yeah. my body felt great oh, but it's so well it's hard just because everywhere you go there's sugar like people give you free stuff all you know and it always has sugar in it. and it yeah. always yeah. has yeah. sugar yeah. you know like you, it's hard to avoid yeah you know you're hungry you want to pick up a snack and everything is just sugar right mm -hmm. i mean now our x bars are kind of good <laughs> <laughs> oh but even those like you know yeah. they're sweet yeah. oh yeah they're super sweet and i have a big sweet tooth anyway yeah, it's a struggle it is a struggle, but, but it's, it's also desensitizing yourself too, right? Yeah. If you're, if yeah. you get, what do you, if you're like drinking soda all the time, like if, if I don't, I don't necessarily have a sweet tooth. I like salty things. So when not bragging, <laughs> look, salty things are dangerous <laughs> too. Um, a lot of popcorn in my life. Pretzels. Pretzels mm. <laughs> with cheese. Okay. 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 I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you start so when I have a sip of soda, I'm like, whoa, this oh, is it's insane. too sweet. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how people drink a whole 12 ounce. All day long. All day. But when they are, you get desensitized by it. Yeah. And it is addicting. And and at that point, you're just, do you just ingest it like it's normal? But when I have, you know, I could have like a scoop of dessert at Heather's birthday and and then be good just with that. Right. And not have like a whole piece of cake or something. I don't drink soda all the time. And when I have a sip of it, I don't have that same reaction. Like, I don't think it's too sweet. But you have a sweet tooth. You do have, you do eat a lot of sweets. 
Uh, yeah, probably. You have maybe. like a donut, pastry, things like that. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. You gotta, we, you gotta get rid of your sweet tooth, basically. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. but it's so good. Like lower your tolerance for. So we all have the luxury of talking about this, right? This yeah. is like a oh. Do I do keto? Do right. I do whatever? And, you know, think about the majority of the world, um, especially in the United States. There's a lot of people that are overweight. They're mm-hmm. they're underslept. They've got six kids. They, because, you know, yeah. her husband didn't want to use contraception. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of reasons that people end up sick. And sometimes it's like, I've got so many other things going on. I don't live near any place that I feel safe to exercise. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, work in this crappy job where i don't have any lunch break so i just get stuff from the vending machine you know Mm -hmm. so there's there's all these others you know just chasing your tail social social determinants of health that we don't always talk about so back to your you had a question a little bit ago tana about um going in and saying well what can i what can i eat what can i do that's going to make me healthier a lot of people want the physician to give them something um, to make yeah. them better but but 90% of this is personal responsibility and mm-hmm. if you don't have the means to mm-hmm. to act even in the way that like if it was a 10 step list mm. and you could just <laughs> do the 10 steps like great we'd all be perfectly healthy and it's just simply not that easy mm-hmm. and even right. for us it's not that easy and we have all the means in the world right to make those things happen yeah. so like the yeah food wastelands I mean that goes into a yeah. whole other issue yeah. with America and our yeah. culture. Oh, I, I have an interesting story about that. Um, I went to medical no, school. The food and, wastelands, like areas where there's only Popeyes and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's so, no farmers markets and right. Yeah, access to healthy foods. The uh, in Philadelphia, I, I went to school at Temple, which is in North Philly, which is not as bad as West Philly where Will Smith was born and raised, (laughs) but it's like a pretty, pretty, um, dangerous place. I would Mm -hmm. say I, I I was definitely a minority there. Um, and I will tell you that there was maybe one grocery store within three miles, maybe. Otherwise it was church's chicken. It was Popeye's. It was whatever. And so, um, one of my other colleagues, friend, she was went to college with me at Pitt. She ended up going to Drexel, School of Medicine, stayed there for residency, I believe. But anyways, while she was a resident there, she started this project where they were going to turn some of the, the, the open lots in Philadelphia into farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to have the community, volunteers from the community, the, the like local local neighbors, yeah. help plant the vegetables and then harvest. And then they decided, let's sell the vegetables. Let's create a little curbside farmer's market and they had a ton of produce like this was a really successful project and they couldn't sell a single vegetable Mm -hmm. so they then later surveyed the neighborhood and wanted to see what the heck happened here why didn't people buy the vegetables like you know are you are you crazy like there's it it was like cheap too it was like 25 cents for a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of stuff and they just wanted to there were some kids there like we'll train you on some some basic like we'll manage the store together. You know, it was it was a fun yeah. project, and they couldn't sell anything. And they found out from the surveys, Sarah, if you're listening, and I apologize, I apologize if I'm if I'm poorly paraphrasing what what you guys did, but <laughs> what they found from the the surveys was that people truly just didn't know what to do with broccoli yeah. or with mm-hmm. sweet potatoes mm-hmm. or whatever, and so they had all this stuff and. It had gone, so many generations had gone by that these 30, 40 something year olds had never really even seen the food being prepared. Yeah. 
which is a huge issue. Yeah. So it if is. it's a matter of education, great. I'll eat vegetables, but what the heck do I do with them? Like, what? That sounds like an incomprehensible divide mm-hmm. um, yeah. in our in our nation. I mean, that's a really really challenging thing. It's like uh, yeah. I wish I had a oh, podcast. Hopefully, they listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna change things. We we'll need give to them all the Food Network how to teach market. them how to sure. There's the the gangster gardener here yeah. in L.A. Ron yeah. Finley. Ron Finley. Yeah. Oh yeah. He. Um, did we talk about this? Or you're just aware? No, of I actually, I know him. I, I've met him oh, before. Wow. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's yeah. really great. I've, I've only met him once at a, he was speaking with Alice Waters. Yeah. Um, who's from, Alice Waters? She's the those who st- don't. starter of the food to table movement. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, farm to table? She collaborated. What did I say? She could food to, to table. Yeah, thank collaborated you. Farm with to Heath. table. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Ron noticed that he was living he lives in south la and he noticed he was living in a food desert which means there's just like fast food on every corner it's just setting these people Mm. up for poor health Mm -hmm. um and he noticed the median was unplanted so he ripped up the dirt sewed some vegetables got arrested (gasps) yeah it's probably got arrested because it's public property but he's like i he got he, he was released he did it again i don't know the specifics of his entire story, but, um, but now he's gained a lot of recognition and it had a very successful Ted talk. Amazing that, things. That, yeah, yeah. Everybody should check out. It's really mm-hmm. good. Will you say Ron, Ron Finley, Ron Finley, you can Google also gorilla gardener or gangster yeah, gardener. Gangster gardener. Yeah. Hmm. Hi Ron. Hi Ron. If you're listening. Mm-hmm. I will. So plant your own garden. Just yeah, find a little yeah, space. Yeah. yeah. Well, not in public property unless you want to get arrested. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he's been battling the city for yeah. years now. Yeah. And one of the interesting things is one of the, like the biggest criticisms to him towards him is how can you just have all this stuff sitting out here? People will take it. He wants like, people to the take it. That's the damn point. Yeah. Yeah. I can see like his logic. Yeah. Oh like, take it fine. That's fine. Have it. It's free. And I'll I just plant more. Yeah. And it's part of a community and he's bringing right. the community together right. and it's, they, they get involved and it just betters yep. everything. It does. Well, that's so ridiculous. We don't have to capitalize on everything. Jesus Not Christ. Everything has to be a money-making <laughs> enterprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But here we are, gosh. you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. And here we are. Here's this, this. is America. <laughs> I know. Uh, America. Well, okay. So all this being said, do you, and like in our last episode, you mentioned like maybe we could come up with a list of 10 print lifestyle principles i don't know for like prevention or to feel good yeah. and healthy so what is your recommendation if you well this doesn't have a, to be 10 i have exactly one oh my god <laughs> i have exactly 10 was that but, planned well i wrote them down because i want you guys to help me with this i think this is it was a fun activity a fun sort of thing if you if you could keep it down to 10 <laughs> what, what would be on the list right ooh, ooh. And, you know, they're, they're a little vague. They're a little, maybe a little bit abstract, but I'll do for my well best. Being and then I want you. Yeah, I think for just or... being as as well as possible. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Because that's, Even... that's what we all want. It's not necessarily just to live longer or to do whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's to have a more, um, a better quality health span, if you've right. ever heard that term, versus lifespan. Mm. Uh, yeah. I like that better. Yeah. yeah. Health yeah. span. 
All right. Mm. I smell the name of the episode. I smell a hashtag. Oh. I smell a hashtag. I smell a hashtag. Heather's like, like the, I'm teaching you something. <laughs> I don't know how to describe like, those listening? eyebrows going up and like, it's very. Chin going down. Funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Ooh, fun, fun, fun. Okay. So my first, the first thing I put on my list was food, right? Yeah. So eat, eat better. Mm. And we, you know, if I were just to condense that down, it would just be less processed stuff. And we all know this. I mean, this is not, pre- not rocket no, of science. Course, but it's less good processed. to hear, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. and processed foods, which is kind of something I was trying to say earlier, was just like, like, they're so hard to avoid. It's everywhere. And you're hungry and you're like, you need something now. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, yeah. it's cheap. Know, they the city won't let you grow, grow you grow vegetables in the median right right well you know if there were vegetables in the median i would just pull over real quick grab my food what? and then i'd get a snack <laughs> there's yeah. lemons down the street grab a well, carrot I could just take a bite out no. of a lemon you know but if there was like tomatoes uh orange or an apple right or a fig a fig i'll eat that yeah <laughs> Anyway, there's, there, there's a, um, there is a, uh, you know, Michael, Michael Pollan. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't, who, for those who, who don't know who Michael <laughs> Pollan is, he's a, he's an author. He's a best-selling author, started as a gardener and then wrote a whole bunch of very, very prolific books. Right. He right. wrote The Omnivore's Dilemma. He wrote In Defense of Food. If you haven't read them, they're just really pleasant books to read. He's a really cool guy that went from gardening into just the health. He wrote a book called The Botany of Desire. How? Um, like some really beautiful titles and just a yeah, really great writer. These titles oh. are... He, yeah. You've got me like, already. <laughs> he, yeah, he really locks you in. He wrote a book called... Um, well, one of like the, his principles was, if you want to know how to eat, he can condense it down to however many words. And it was to eat food, mostly plants, not too much. I heard You've that. You've heard that, right? That's his phrase. And I think it's beautifully beautifully simple and i love that and yeah eat food mostly plants not too much not too much yeah so not like a whole domino's thin crust pepperoni pizza <laughs> right with yeah ranch. <laughs> oh my god i love pizza yeah we went to masa the Who other day doesn't? Ooh, some deep dish good gravy good good golly literally Miss drooling yeah, as we talk about so eating healthy. Ew, Tana, wipe, wipe yourself. <laughs> it's all over. Ah, uh, oh, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> You're whatever. drooling all over. <laughs> Too late. Uh, well, as long as it, yeah, it's just on your shirt. Jesus. On your chin. <laughs> Sweat, too. <laughs> there is also this phrase that I like from CrossFit, and CrossFit is an interesting organization that has its, its pros and cons. I happen to be a person who did it for many, many years. I'm a coach. I would recommend it to most people for reversing chronic disease as a physician, Whoa. honestly, because it's a, and we'll get into this, but it's a fully functional, full range of motion. It's really just a great all around, keep yourself healthy type of thing. You don't have to be competing to try to get to the, the CrossFit games where these super mutant athletes mm. are doing incredible things. It's not really the point. You could get a person who's never exercised doing basic functional movement through this CrossFit sort of algorithm and they're going to do much better they're going to reverse diabetes and everything so <gasps> so i and i mean that i mean exercises can be very very critically important for people's health so um along with that they also have a lot of advice about nutrition because they try to take care of the whole person within the gym yeah. oh. and their little phrase to match michael Pollan, and maybe in addition to michael Pollan, 
eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so they yeah. include in their fruit, but when they say no sugar, they mean the baked goods and all the stuff that we yeah. know. Like I said, when I was when I'm tabulating how many grams of carbs mm-hmm. I'm eating, it's the it's the stuff that I know I probably shouldn't be eating, like the the full Domino's pizza or like the fourth slice of deep dish at Masa. Like, <laughs> oh man, you probably don't need that. You know, um, it doesn't matter if I four. ran today. <laughs> Can't get past yeah. two. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. So, um, so that's the, that's food. I think that less processed stuff. You could, I think, lower carbohydrates probably the way to go. It's probably eating more of the whole vegetable versus juicing it into a. A liquid that mm-hmm. has a lot of sugar and stuff, yeah. you know. So and no fiber. Yeah, and then getting it from your garden. If you have a garden, like that's amazing. Plus, it gets into some of these other things that I have, like ah, going outside. Like so, what? <gasps> well, we're gonna get there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so garden! The, Tell us it more. It does everything. Yeah. It does everything. Right. Um, the next one I, I have on the list is movement, and I think that it's sort of the variety of movement and regularly doing it. If you notice, we're all sitting in chairs, and like our legs get used to, to be locked in this position. I have a lot of my attendings, the the surgeons that are training me at the hospital, now squatting into a deep squat while, like right before we're operating, in order to loosen up our hips and our knees and our our back, and everybody's really benefiting from it. It's just mm-hmm. a simple little deep squat like your butt all the way down to the ground and just holding it there as long as you can like for a few minutes or a few seconds whatever and then getting up shaking it out doing it again um i always find it interesting when you see older people that are like oh i can't do that at my age well it's like our culture is telling us that we're not supposed to be able to move after a certain age like old people don't do these movements well they don't do it because they don't do it right? right you should be able to do a whole bunch of like get a, getting down on the floor and standing back up is actually a, a a test that we use with the elderly to see how functionally healthy they are. Mm. Huh. And so I have my mom every morning, 10 to 20 times, I want you to lay down on the ground and then stand up and then lay down and stand up. And she's like, I feel great. I can move again. It's like, <gasps> mm. go figure like one little simple thing. And that's where I get into the CrossFit thing where CrossFit is not about lifting heavy weights at record speeds. It's about moving your body in a variety of ways so that when you go to change your your car tire on on the side of the road you're not like permanently disabling yourself you know and and when i talk about my friend jacob up there and 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 wenatchee washington he works with people that are permanently disabled like spinal cord transactions where they they can't even use their legs anymore and and that's you know some of this is from like you, you have a stroke or whatever because you weren't eating well you weren't moving well you weren't exercising regularly and now you you can't use your legs so for him, he's getting people back to like the basic movement pattern mm. that we've all taken for granted, you know? And, and so I think that running, jumping, playing, getting bloody, getting beat up once in a while is kind of part of who we are as human beings. And you have to, I think, accept that. So I climb regularly. I, I do a lot of gymnastics movements. I try to stretch as often as possible and, and just keep myself limber. I think it makes a big difference. Yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of, I got to tell my mom, all our moms, Violet, every morning. I know. Or whenever. Right. 10 times. You got to go yeah. on the floor. Get back. Get on, go, go on the back, floor. Get my mom would be like, I'm not getting on the floor. I know. My mom would be the same thing. There. I can hear my mom going, what? Are you crazy? you? <laughs> what are you? You have to pray. I don't know. You have to pray. Do you have lemons in your house? Yes. Okay. Take the lemons. Leave them out. Take all the bad energy. Take care of all the bad energy and the Mm -hmm. viruses. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You don't have to. She's like, you don't have to do that. You just have to put 
a <laughs> aloe and tinfoil in your freezer <laughs> and that will fix your problem you know what I mean? like, great well, like, i can do that um <laughs> and you'll be able to move your body around. yeah 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 she's like it's only because the evil spirits someone is after you that's why you're in pain okay well here's what you have to do of course you have to pray it's probably because you haven't been praying um, and you have to have you been praying do this Danielle, don't, don't no, I'm don't, saying don't, don't out me. Um, yes, she's been praying. Of course, I've been praying. Of course, just in a different uh, way. In a different way, yes. You could say that I've been praying in a different way. I meditate every so often. Yeah, I can't do it on my own. I go to YouTube and find something, but whatever. Anyway, we're digressing. Um, I wish I could uh, yeah. remember this reference, but along those lines, it was a woman. I don't know if it was a TED talk or what, if it was a podcast I was listening to, but she was saying how sitting like we sit mm-hmm. on chairs with our feet on the floor is like poison for our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's either like laying cool. down flat yeah. is much better or standing. Right. Well, we, we, we should be planking right now while we're recording. <laughs> we'll record on the float. That's why I can't sit still, probably, because my body doesn't know yeah. it's not it's, right. Yeah, it's right. never yeah. comfortable. That's a good point. And I then when you're sitting sit on the ground, still. it's like, like I can't. it's yeah. impossible for me. Something we've learned while recording this podcast. We already knew that. I don't know. Fidgety, yeah. Uh, Danielle, like, this is going to be a side. Can you tell the flight of the bumblebee story really quick or paraphrase it? You don't know what I'm talking about? What do you mean? Like when I used to put the music on when I was little mm -hmm. and then I would just run around the house like a crazy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like a crazy. Oh, my God. And then I would run in my room and like change a different costume while the song was going on and come back out and just. mm, That is amazing. That is a great visual. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like we know she can't sit still ever since. I mean, like. I don't know. It's just a funny story Ever that like Violet, the yeah, Violet the told her and you told, you know what I mean? That's funny. And it, it was a, a cassette video. plate, cassette tape. I remember mm. on repeat. Anyways. And it would just loop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, that like is really, a it's a really long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my mom probably hid the tape Pizza. after right? a while. It's like, why did I do this? Yeah. Why did I introduce I think it? I had to found this? it. Exactly. And then like I was, it was just going and then yeah. she probably had enough now that i think of it she probably had yeah, enough she of probably it. Had, she buried that tape. <laughs> yeah <laughs> burned burned it. burned it never again never again just laps around the house <laughs> but hey you, you know i was moving you were okay. moving yeah, we you were let's you're, do it now in great shape back then <laughs> yeah phew, the youth you all right yeah. so yeah okay stop sitting so much yeah don't sit okay eat okay. plants not too much. Move, move around. <laughs> move a little bit. Yeah. It's basically like eat whole foods. Yeah. Like, eat e- whole eat foods. the whole thing. And actually that like when you're eating meat, like put the bone into a soup, make a bone broth. Ooh, like, yeah. Try to use every part. Mm-hmm. Use we're missing. It's, we weren't mm-hmm. just eating. We're not supposed to just eat the protein. Right. And it's like. Uh, yeah. That's a big one. The, to the food thing, like I said, is a pseudoscience, but there's all these things that kind of just make sense. Course, and when common right. sense themes seem to make sense, they generally pan out in the research as well. So. Right. Count on that. The yeah, um food. the third thing I added was to the list. So we have food, we have movement, call mom, which is a more <laughs> abstract mom. thing right. for just staying in touch with your people. Mm-hmm, so sure. when I was in Banff a couple weekends ago, we were driving down through Banff. That's a separate discussion you guys have to hear. It's amazing up there. <laughs> oh. Holy smokes. It hits like what all is, of these things. What is Banff? So Banff is a national park in Alberta. 
or I'm sorry, in it's uh, freaking called Banff, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, B A N F F. Believe it or not, yeah, Banff. Banff. Do you guys yeah, remember that, that from Banff. high school? Banff. What? Did you say B A M N? B A N F F. Okay, yeah. because back yeah. in the day, yeah, wasn't that like a Dane cook? It was. Joke? Oh, was it? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> for, for, Great. For no, I don't certain. like it anymore. But it, like in high school, it was like, yeah, you you freaking Banff. Mm-hmm. You badass motherfucker. Sorry about it. Oh, interesting. I didn't. I, yeah, I don't know if I knew that phrase, but now I see why your brain bring went it there. back. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, maybe it was a Miami thing or South Banff. 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 Badass national forest. Forest, forest. forest fighter. <laughs> national forest. Fire, Actually, firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. So we, when we're in Banff, I've, I now have this, this new thing where every time I go on a trip, I will bring like 30 bucks to send all of my important people postcards, just send everybody a postcard because a handwritten postcard is like the nicest thing mm-hmm. in the world to receive in the mail. Heather. Do you do that too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that I was doing my step three. I mean, well, not step you, three, you third lifestyle. It. It's natural for it. you. But I, yeah. I never got my postcard just saying sometimes that's a bummer sometimes okay. that but you but know like, it's out no. there so yeah the social networker thing i think is one of those things that across the blue zones and the planet blue zones are those those areas that we've identified that have the longest the most number of centenarians people that live the longest have the happiest healthiest lives of anybody whoa the one of the common denominators is that they have these huge social networks and they take care of people. And by social networks, you mean like in-person Yeah, like I mean friends. like real, like not real like... Friends, yeah. Not Facebook. Not yeah. like followers. Right, right. Uh, that you don't know yes. right. necessarily. Like people that you actually... come from... That you, lo- you exchange like real emotions with. Mm-hmm. You, you like get... Human connection. You get kind of yeah. dirty once in a while with. You have to like spill that stuff out, you know. Sure, yeah. I think that's important. And then the next point is actually give more than you take, which kind of ties into that. So if you talk about Ron Finley, he's really giving and giving and giving and giving. Like if you want these vegetables and you yeah. need this because you don't have anything to eat, I'd rather mm-hmm. you do this and steal it, steal it, mm-hmm. quote unquote, versus going to the church's chicken yeah. and having more fries or whatever. Like this is what it's for. So if we were all taking care of each other better, we wouldn't have a lot of the issues we have in our country. And this is, yeah. I know I'm saying this at a very opportune time considering all the political mm-hmm. stuff you but know what i don't know how long this opportune time is gonna last so i mean I like it's gonna you know it's always yeah. gonna be an opportune yeah. time that's true that's true um which is hey all the more important to say it you yeah know. totally what number are we on sorry we're number five yeah quality five. over quantity mm-hmm. and so i think that that applies in a lot of ways and that is quality of food, quality of movement, quality of whatever. If you're going to spend three hours in the gym and it's going to take away time that you have with your family, your wife and kids, your husband, whoever, mm-hmm. like I feel, I feel like we don't do enough of moderation. And then also while we're with our kids for the first time that day, or none of us have kids, so it doesn't, maybe it's not a great metaphor, but you know, we're on our phones instead of actually spending time with our kids. You know, there's that, that little, um, I remember seeing it on Instagram and it's this guy walking his dog in the park. And the guy's got all this stuff in his head and it's like bills and I got to call this person and I got to do all these adult things. Like, oh, I'm so stressed out about my life. Yeah. And the dog's thinking about walking with the guy, mm-hmm. like in, uh-huh. in the thought bubble. And that it just explains why dogs are so much happier, right? And of course, you know, I'm not going to compare humans to dogs, but but there's a little lesson there, you know? Definitely. Like sometimes you just have to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. be in the moment. Be yeah. The moment. Well, just like you were saying, the instead of lifespan health, Span. Hell span, Hell yeah. span. And I think what another thing that ties into this point is that if you're going to buy something, 
like just buy something that's good as opposed yeah. to just buying a whole bunch of stuff to try to make yourself feel better. I think that that's something we we forget, especially in LA. We're kind yeah. of we're just big consumers out here. Like there's, I don't even blame people. Like I think I feel like we're slaves to strange um, yeah. capitalism and consumerism mm-hmm. because like you're bombarded with marketing all yeah. the time. It's Constantly. so hard to not. Constantly thinking about this personally i actually went, i went to the mall today because i needed eyeliner because yeah. i'm an actor i have a job tomorrow i have to do my own makeup it's a whole thing and i was like i gotta go i gotta go i gotta buy an eyeliner i gotta go yeah buy an eyeliner i'm like oh great it's in a package that i gotta throw away <laughs> uh, oh, the fact that you have so to go to a mall and you're like oh i could just stop in this other store too and or stop here well or whatever. that's the thing well, I was proud because I did go into anthropology and I was like, don't do this. And I did a loop and I tried on three things. And I didn't like any of them. And I was like, yes, you, <laughs> you shouldn't have even battle, walked in <laughs> battle one battle. I went and into you can battle. pay your rent. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I just start, I don't like feeling guilt. I don't want to like hate myself every time I sure. buy something. Well, it's kind of turning in every that. time I do. I hate, I, I don't, you that's why bad. I don't walk yeah. into stores oh. when I'm like, yeah. It's very know. strange and it's kind of getting worse with age. Me too. Oh, I yeah, never absolutely. felt that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I Where I, I don't buy a lot anymore. No, you don't. Yeah. I, and I go somewhere intending and I'm like, I have a list. If I don't have a list, pff, I'm walking in yeah, and walking out. Getting yeah. all kinds of, oh, you, oh no. you mean don't even go in? I don't know. Yeah. I'll go in and I get like overwhelmed yeah. and yeah. stressed. Me too. And I walk out and I'm like, I don't need anything. Yeah. I don't need this. I'm the worst grocery shopper yeah. ever. I'm giving in to consumerism, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, sidestep real quick. Shout out to Benita Robledo. She was, mm. she also had an episode with us. Her mm. blog is compassion fashion. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like ethical fashion and like, okay, you want all this cool stuff? Well, look here. And she kind of has a bridge to all these, you know, people who use recycled materials, all these different mm-hmm. fashion designers and stuff like that. Check out her blog so that you can yeah. learn how to buy secondhand and mm-hmm. you can buy cool stuff yeah. secondhand and maintainable, you know, easy just things. Buying secondhand in itself is yeah. already making a difference. Yeah. Which is something that I learned from mm-hmm. Benita, even though like, yeah, she explicitly yeah. said it. And I was mm. like, oh, yeah, I, I think it feels better. I think we actually feel better when we're doing something that we feel is good for right. our space, you know, mm. like our environment and as a whole. So yeah. that's why it's, I think a good. Yeah. It Along is. the lines of have, going to the mall for eyeliner, right? You're going to like this big mall for this little thing, this Tiny one thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how they set up grocery stores, like big grocery stores where they put the milk in the back. So you have to walk through the whole store mm-hmm. yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, well, I could grab this and this and this too. Yep. And a lot. Yeah. I can't even, I can hardly even go into like grocery stores anymore because I get so overwhelmed with all the choices and all the products, but also like it's too many choices. This is the vegetable like produce section. And then all of this is like cereal and soup, canned soup. All of this middle section. Yeah. I'm like, That's I don't know. Tana doesn't know what's in the middle of the grocery store. I don't know store. what to do with that. She just goes around the outside. The whole aisle of <laughs> Yeah, soup. only go, go around the outside. That's yeah. all you need. And the wine aisle. Yeah. Oh, and the well, wine aisle. Well, hey. Hey, hey. It's wine. Come on. I mean, Come on. That's good. That's been good for sense. Is that on the list? Yeah. <laughs> drink, what, drink a lot of wine. <laughs> if I was going to drink anything, it'd be wine. Yeah. Yeah. Love hey. that stuff. Okay. Unless you're on the ketogenic thing, then you have to do like vodka, vodka or something. Oh, oh boy. Well, I feel like red wine isn't that bad. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I we drink our fair share of red wine. The thing is, my wife and I can't open a bottle without drinking the whole bottle. Okay. So there's no, there's no, nothing, nothing wrong with you. that. Right? 
Well, There's two of us. It's that's fine. how you're supposed to do it. What? That's it like goes bad. Two glasses, three glasses each. Wait, sorry. So that was number five. Okay. Yeah, yeah number five. What was Wait, number five? Again? So we went food, yeah. movement, call mom, call it quality, not quality. give, give more than oh. you take. Um, quality over quantity, which includes like a little bit of a minimalism moderation thing. Um, let it slide or let it go. Whoa. Let it go. Let it go. Whoa. Yeah. Both, both whoa, the same whoa. thing. Well, right, let it slide. Uh-huh. Either forgive or for, or forget, essentially. Like, if, if you're not going to forg- forget it, like, don't just sit here. Let it simmering. Because we know that that does a lot of damage to us. And you see it all the time in medicine yeah. mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I usually internalize. And that's yeah. why I say I have so many gray hairs. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow astrology. I dyed sure. it. So you mm-hmm. can't tell. But last time, maybe you remember. Um, she's oh, so yeah. introverted. You now have the tips. You don't have yeah, the tips. Yeah, we traded oh, here. You traded, yeah. yeah. I'm JT now. That's it. Look oh at you. Um, you're mm. so introverted. It has to, like, your hair, you're prematurely gray. I mean, right. well, could that be true? I don't know. Damn. Ask your mom. Yeah. <laughs> ask your mom. <laughs> Call your mom. <laughs> Call your mom. Ask your mom. Call your mom. I spoke to my aunt today and I did feel good. I always feel good after I mm. talk to uh nicole or karina you know what i mean like people i don't get to and like this yeah yeah uh and my mom and my aunt and my uncle and stuff those are my you know we get in that that mode of like hey something happened um that's really great in my life and we're like wow that's great by text like congrats and emoji right Mm -hmm. like we have we have one friend who sent us like a box of our friend ashley hi ashley she sent us a box of dog toys. Like, Aww. who does that when they when she found out we had Aww. got a puppy? Like, it was a really big thing for us. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, she's, who does that? It, it, it takes how, on Danielle's how long? Like, fifteen extra minutes to go on Amazon. Seriously, Amazon, you know. Mm-hmm. So let it slide, let it go. That's number six. We're getting there. Oh my gosh. Um, the next one is emote and create. And I put this on there because I'm realizing that my last four years, or even eight years, if you include med school, I haven't really been able to express myself creatively. And I think that that's actually bad for our health. I feel like mm-hmm. it actually helps to be able to doodle or to be able to do whatever when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. It helps the brain just like, pew. instead we're like so focused on tasks. We never mm-hmm. let our, our bodies, our brains just do things. And so, and, and I think it affects my patient care. I think it affects my relationships with other people because I become less flexible. Like there's right. one way to do this, you know? So um, we went to a hip hop dance class the other night and I got Fun. to get down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went to an aerobics class the other night. Hey, and it was so much fun. And it's, it was so, I was worried that I would be frustrated because I've never danced in front of a mirror in a class like that. And I was uncoordinated, you know, and I, because I'd never done that before. It's new, like muscle movements. I don't have that muscle memory. Sure. But it was fine because that, the class in general is very open and like, just do whatever, right. you know? Yeah. Well, and, and there's a, a of sense fun. of emotion there too, right? Like you're, yeah. you're getting stuff out whenever, like you look at yourself and, and you, when you're dancing, you actually kind of feel sexy. It's, it's, it's yeah. strange. There's, you know? There are times I, when you feel very unsexy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you're like, that's what true. am I doing? Yeah. Why can't I move my body the way that I want right. to? Right. Right. Uh, but then it's getting connected. Again and that goes back to move. Yeah. I was talking to Lynette about like dance classes and stuff. And I don't, I, 
fairly certain they have it here. I don't know what it's called, but it's like this class that you go and basically you're just in the dark and they play music and you can just do whatever you oh, want. Oh, I heard and about nobody's, that. Nobody's looking at you or judging yeah, you. Sounds or, great. And yeah. yeah, you're just... That sounds Let's awesome. Do it. Quick yeah. question. Yeah. How do you keep from hitting each other? Well, I mean, it's not like pitch black, probably. <laughs> but Slam you bands. You said it was... <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. It's not... Why would it be pitch black? <laughs> but, you know, I just want to make sure the audience can under- get the full context. The full visual, That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Looking out for them. Because we could do that right now and just cut the lights and yeah. just jump around in here. Yeah. You can put Hit Flight of the other. Bumblebee on and we'll just go to town. <laughs> Sounds like my nightmare. Pitch black. Well, dress and as clowns and just around. run around. Gosh. Don't know where I am. So oh, God. <laughs> Yay. Where am I? Danielle. <laughs> spooky. That's not spooky, Danielle. Yee. Have you done a hip hop class before? Anything? Yeah, like we, that? we go every once in a while to this. Like every couple of weeks, we'll go to this place called um, It's Groove, G R O O V 3, the number three at uh, the end instead of E. Tight. At the Super- sweat spot down in Silver yeah. Lake. I love, well, I've never yeah. been. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I've driven past, I love the sweat spot. And I'll tell you. Why I would be able to say that. I don't really get to say that. Whatever. Point is, like, I know other friends who have been to the sweat spot. You know, they'll post videos of them dancing. And I'm, like, looking at it. And I'm, like, through my phone. I'm, like, I want to (laughs) go. So how did you you feel very comfortable at the sweat spot? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, it's the groove class is they just lease the the space out for, like, certain nights. Mm. You know? So it's not the sweat spot that... I necessarily like it's this guy's class his name's ben and he has this really cool cool vibe it's a kind of a dark room but he plays good music they have a little dj there that does I'm it all that. and it's awesome That's and they so chore- cool. they choreograph a dance and they put it together slowly and then they speed oh it up gosh. and then they mm-hmm. go back yes. and they put together something more and then you end up with this big thing and everybody's watching the really good dancers that are just there like getting their groove on they're not watching you Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not watching yeah. the, the the white dude in the back that has a tank top and is like, my shoulders look good today. <laughs> I can't dance, but look at me. You know? uh, God, I've been wanting to go to the sweat spot for years. You should go. That's, how much is the class actually? Fifteen bucks, maybe. Nice. Hey, bucks, you know. I mean, it's it's only you're not you can buy like a pass punch card or something if you would like want to go every week. Yeah. That's not bad. But it's so much fun. fun. There's like everybody there is really, it's like a wide range of people. It's not like one body type, a bunch of professionals. There's a couple people that I think go there for like, they were there in the expert level class and now they're in your beginner class and they're just like getting some extra. It's their warm, it's their cool down. Yeah, Yeah. their cool down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun though. And you do feel like I haven't, I can't move like that. Why is my wife able to do this so easily? And I, my hips just cannot (laughs) do it, you know? Rigid. So. We got to move. We're moving. Yeah, all goes, That's right. It goes back to that one point. Um, and yeah, so expressing yourself creatively. And I think definitely. And even though I often feel like, uh, even though I work in a creative field, but like she was doing air quotes. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I did that. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, whatever. Sorry. I just had to point it out. I guess it's like feeling insecure about calling oneself an artist or whatever. I'm like, eh. right. Um, a you're creative. Yeah. Like that type of thing. Yeah. Well, it's even like the pressure of like doctor or whatever. It's I guess it's kind of like yeah. that. Like yeah. it's like mm-hmm. this official title right. and it's like, well, you know, like we're all artists to a degree. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're all sure. doctors to a degree. <laughs> Listen, 
Uh, right. But if you fail as an artist, then you feel like your, your life is a, right. uh, is, is a failure. And that's obviously not true, but whenever you associate and label yourself like that, every time that you introduce then, yourself, then it's like, well, what if I'm not, yeah. what if I'm not good at this on that day? Then you feel bad. So exactly. There's this expectation. So we should never strive like to always, do anything really. Yeah. We should do nothing, <laughs> nothing. Get your plant, go back to your roots, go to the garden. Yeah. Plant. But all I was going to say, <laughs> 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 plant stuff eat greens not too much i don't know mm-hmm. all i was gonna say was that even though like i i'm doing all you know like i'll do comedy shows and stuff like that and they'll be fun and like but there is a time where like you know you're doing a comedy show every single night or multiple shows every single night and it kind of like yeah it doesn't really yeah. feel like a creative outlet anymore at least for me i can only speak for myself um so it's good to break it up also and also creatively like okay you know what yeah like, yeah. Cause, Cause it starts to feel yeah, like you a start, grind. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. Start, and you start to get stiff. Like you were saying, yeah. like you do, and you do feel stiff. And an interesting thing when it comes to performing is just that like, yeah, if you're performing all the time and you're not living, then like what references do you have to pull right. from, mm-hmm. exactly. you know, and learn how yeah. to, and in order to express yourself, like, right. cause you've only been right. in a performer bubble. I totally. definitely struggle with that. Totally. Yeah. So I don't know. So I got to go. I got to go right now. I got to go paint something. <laughs> I was splat- splatter paint on a wall. Yeah. So bad at I, it, when I was, I had, I work for a company now it's full time benefits, that kind of thing. And it's for a ceramic company, which is what I've studied for years, but it's not, I'm not making, um, and I, it's retail. I work a showroom floor. Mm. I'm on my feet on concrete floors, you know, yeah, but you're also so running not, that no look hey I will, no. hey <laughs> well you uh yeah. um so, but it's 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 exhausting you know and you come home and you want to do things but then you also like need to do your dishes and laundry mm-hmm. or whatever and it's just it's just it's exhausting so you you want to express yourself creatively but sometimes you don't have that capacity but right. even like and before i had the job that i do currently when I was more active in ceramics and was working for uh, ceramic artists and they would open up their studio to me, but I was working in the studio during their business hours and making things yeah. oh, wow. where it was satisfying in a way. Cause I felt my hands were sore at the end of the day and that's very satisfying and that's what I really love. But then you know, everyone, I would stay after and work on my own stuff, but it was really hard. It was really hard to do that because in a way you like felt like you did express your hands creatively because they are sore, but then you're kind of too tired to work on your own thing. Right, and been, I'm still like kind of struggling with sure. that without feeling any of that creative satisfaction Emotion, yeah. or sore hands. Cause you've been doing it for some, somebody else and kind of like bringing somebody else's product. When I life. was working for right. them. Yeah. Yeah. I think Danielle is pretty good, you know, like you've had your job, but you've always had like your crafts and like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I started crafting very shortly after I started working full time at Forever 21. And like, I like when I was working at Forever 21, I was doing visual merchandising. So it was a creative job, but it wasn't like creative for mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Um, and so I would just start, I started like with calligraphy and cross stitching and then just like spending way too much money on way too many craft supplies but it was my it's my like outlet and it was how i would relieve stress yeah. you still like, do I would that just, mm-hmm. yeah yeah i came home today and i started making more bracelets really yeah cool. yeah, yeah oh i like whipped i whipped those out and i was like oh i'm gonna make some more 
um, for our birth. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, you guys all had just just had birthdays. We did. Yeah. Well, no, Tana's is next week. When's yours? Wait, what day? The next 28th. Thursday. And yours Mine is, is the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Monday. It's coming. Sunday. Sunday. Oh my it's gosh! Sunday. I wrote it down here. June baby. <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm a June baby. We knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you knew that. I, of course she, I did. But the she, audience has a problem remembering things. Audience Doctor, how can we fix Heather's memory problem? Oh my God. Am I screwed? Um, <laughs> lemons and <laughs> vinegar. <laughs> vinegar. I was about to be like, okay. <laughs> tell me more. Lots of wine. I do worry that like, I don't know. I don't know what, what the future holds. I don't want to think about it. Don't fail me ever. Oh, hey. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the worst though? Uh, if like you, uh, if your mind goes before your body me. goes. Please kill Eesh. me. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. Oh boy. Anyway, what? June babies. But we're yes, June babies. we're back on the positive so subject. Back on the positive subject of June babies. Oh, anyway, the point is Danielle gave me these nice. bracelets for those are really nice. my birthday and uh, she made them and they're really well really, done. Really nice. I mean like, look at, I'll, I'll post a picture. I hope I'll, I hope I remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, always yeah. been really, you like, I don't know. I've known, obviously I've known Danielle for a long time. And, uh, I always noticed that like, she can't not to speak for you, but like, you can't help. You like always have to do something. I don't know. I just remember when we went to paint our bedrooms and you like did all this wild stuff that it wouldn't even have occurred to me. And I'm like, where is this coming from? <laughs> she like put, she put tape uh, all over the walls to like make a pattern, you know, uh, after she painted and then like pulled all the tape off and there's yeah. all these like, yeah. n- you know, negative space <laughs> yeah. stripes, you know, like this is a, just some like 19 year old broad WTF, you know, <laughs> like she's not even like in art school. She's you a know bamf. What I mean? She's just, yeah, she's being a bamf. And I'm like, what are you, I'm like, what is she doing? This is so crazy. It's so weird. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Wow. I've never seen Heather make the the face before. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I was I was, and it. I'm actually like, oh, I'm actually really grateful because it really inf- it influenced me in a big way too. I was like, it just kind of was like, oh, I didn't know that that was a thing you could even do. Mm-hmm. Look at all these things you can do. She changed her awesome, handwriting yeah. one day. <laughs> she did. Like I mean. And lo and behold, she like goes to do calligraphy later and she's really great at you it. You still do that? Calligraphy? Oh yeah. Like, wow. yeah, from time to time. Oh my God, I'll show you the, well, oh, the writing of, on... well, this sucks is her. Oh it is. yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to re- actually redo that on the iPad. Whenever like, you to make want. it cleaner. Yeah. 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 Okay. It'll look the You're same. Right. It'll just. You're right. Cause look different like... to you. Yeah. Anyways, you can cut but that out. That's me. No, I won't. <laughs> I'm not going to cut that out. I want to keep that. Um, I'll show you. I have something on the fridge that she did. Yeah, I have a I bunch of stuff that. all over the place, but yeah. But if I look for it now. Oh, that pillow. <laughs> I cross-stitched that pillow for Heather with labor of love when Lame. I didn't have any oh job when I first came here. You're like a serious. Okay, but it's, oh, like, house. it's a yeah. pattern. Like I didn't like, it's a pattern that I followed. So it's like basically like color by numbers. That's what I tell people. I feel like it's like, it doesn't take much talent to do it that's not true because the like but either way like it's still clean and tight yeah right you know what i mean like patience we've all and patience and like yeah like those instagram accounts where where they it'll say like nailed it and it's this 
here's a, a cookie monster cookie. <laughs> yeah. And yes. then they show somebody's actual. They made a whole yeah. show. Based on the recipe. A show based on that on go. Netflix oh, yeah. with Nicole Byer who, Nicole Byer, I want to get you on the show because you're so funny. Oh, Nicole Byer is amazing. She's a great. Um, but yeah, comedian. it's exactly that. It's yeah. just like pe- the people recreating like these pastries and desserts. And <laughs> it just looks Every like time they unveil mess. it, she's like, nailed it. It's so, <laughs> so funny. So good. That's really funny. But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, what was the number Express again? Yourself. Express yourself. Well, I'm just gonna give you the last three, just because I um I am I realize I'm like the longest winded person ever. No, you're not. <laughs> no, it's not. You. Number eight, nine, and ten: sleep, go outside, and meditate. Oh yes. And I think that yeah, those yeah. those three rounded out. This sleep no seven to nine hours. Preferential That's order. All that we know. <laughs> mm. We need it to be a dark room, not mm. like a bunch of no we screens. All, we all do all this stuff before. Yeah, I'd try to get it, get away from that, and then to go outside, being in nature. Mm-hmm. When you're out in the woods, like I was just in Banff, it was Banff. amazing. <laughs> right. And I will tell you, we landed in um, Wenatchee, Washington, to visit my friend Jacob before oh. we drove up to Banff, and we had a rental car mm-hmm. scheduled, like a Hyundai Sonata, something fancy. And obviously, it was like the only one. car that that we could afford. So we arrived there, and they had only one car available for rents and we, they were like are you going to be comfortable with a four series hardtop bmw convertible oh okay. <laughs> we were like oh let me ask my wife actually she <laughs> she was the one that did she was like he gave us a convertible uh, a convertible bmw and i was like i guess that's okay <laughs> and we ended up having sure. like the time of our life driving <laughs> around canada and like down I have a to, picture of you guys in the Boise. convertible like i do yeah and there's like mountains behind us because amazing yeah this it's like a the car Rockies. commercial yeah yeah exactly exactly um That's so fun anyways i think being outside has yeah. just one it's one of those things where we don't get enough of in la especially yeah. going to i hate to say it, but going to griffith park doesn't really count like everybody's there oh yeah it does help but it's not really quite it's not as quiet. good as it could be yeah it's really not quiet it's really not a this, quiet like, space there's yeah. traffic there's literally right. traffic because everyone's there oh, yeah right yeah right. and, and then everybody's doing their 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 selfies and mm-hmm. the helicopters and I so know. you go to the woods yeah. up in banff we went on an eight-hour hike and it was four hours five it. hours to the top of this overlook that i'll show you the picture remind me mm-hmm. afterwards because it is one of the it's like something you you just don't think you'll ever see, mm-hmm. and you're atop of the mountains, and the Rockies are in every direction, and wow. there's this like turquoise lake mm. that's just thawed, and it's like glacial water that's just sitting there. I mean, it's it's just like one of those things, but so, but it's very regenerating, you know, being out yeah. there and <laughs> go somewhere with no cell reception. Right, there's no phones. Disconnect. The air is clear. It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. maybe disconnect could be one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, disconnect or but, along um, with that. Yeah, go kind outside of and disconnect. That. Yeah, but um, we're in LA, and there's there's so many amazing national parks and just areas in yeah. general mm-hmm. that are so weekend trip. Uh, yeah, to, like yeah. Joshua Tree, you can get there yeah. and like spend one night in Joshua Tree, yeah. and you're like you can back go there for a day, and you're I've like totally back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, you could go up and back. I took my mom and my new dad up there. <laughs> yeah, the phone makes me so unhappy. Uh, <laughs> Well, because we were talking about connect, yeah. you know, disconnecting Disconnect. and all that stuff, and it's so hard for me to avoid. It's like every time I, you know, even if it's someone I would like love and want to hear from and all that kind of stuff, but every time like I see my phone light up because it'll light up even if it's on silent, you know, and I kind of always have to be aware of it. I'm sure we all do mm-hmm. for work. I yeah. have to. Oh, I cannot disconnect from it. 
you know, an audition might come up. Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of have to have like, it. Yeah. I and people expect to. you to promptly reply and yeah. to be checking your email yeah. all the time. Like it's just not what we expect. So. And if I don't, I like lose the job. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like. Or I like get in trouble with my agent or something like that. You know, I know I need to turn my notifications off. You turn your notifications well, no, off? No, I'm saying like you on social should. media sometimes, oh, like yeah. it just becomes too much. Oh no, I can't. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, my no. notifications are never off. have been on <laughs> for sure. Cause I'm like, but, I check this often enough cause I have to anyway. <laughs> Apart from th like that, I feel like you're really good at not being connected to your phone. I don't know. You don't always like reply back right away. I mean, you're doing other things or like whenever we're out, you're not no, on it. Cause I hate being on yeah, it. Yeah. When you're like, with yeah. friends, you're not on of it. Of course. No, no, no. I don't want to be on it. I've noticed that. It's very respectable. Um, yeah. I Am noticed I that like a, a lot. I mean, not. Look, <laughs> I'm not comparing. Just I've just noticed it about her. Um, right, because like so many people you meet or hang out with nowadays in general, like everyone's always on their phone. It's a whole epidemic. Yeah. You see really. people eating, mm -hmm. a couple, and they're both just Everybody's on their phones. Their phones yeah. I know. I'm like, what? Like every time it's like, well, God forbid there's a lull. And then whenever there's a lull, it's like, I better check my phone. And I, I'm guilty of that for sure. But like. I tend to check my phone when people walk away. Yeah. Or if I'm like waiting by myself yeah, for somebody. I'm in bad habits at work because I'm just like, when you want an escape, you turn to that because sure. we have our like girl group chat there and right, right. like, oh, what are my friends doing? <laughs> so I can feel like I'm hanging out with my friends yeah. and not at work or something. There's pros and cons for sure. Yeah. But it's I always a, such take a powerful my phone tool. to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. That's when I look at it. Yeah. It's when like I'm your, at work. your time, yeah. your alone time. <laughs> Yeah. Your desk. Anytime I'm texting you in the girl chat during working hours, it is yeah. from the toilet. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. What were the other one? I'm like, sleep yeah. and meditate. Sleep, meditate, and meditate. Uh, go outside. Go outside. Slash disconnect. Disconnect, yeah. Slash we'll have disconnect. to change that one, yeah. Modify it. Modify you know, These now, are just, yeah, they're yeah. principles. Just they're principles. principles. Yeah, you get it. Uh, um, sleep is a big issue. For you. It's not that I don't want to or can't. I'm just like, there's... Not too many about me. You do too much. But so is everybody else. Not you know? Me. I get plenty well, of sleep. Yeah, you do. Know. In my field. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. You know, I can't. We're hustling. So, mm -hmm. you know. You got to cut the fat. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, you're right. Reevaluate. I do need to reevaluate. I feel like you would do better, obviously, Money. if you slept more. There's got to be things that you can sacrifice or... Yeah. So like I'll do things and then I'll edit them. And that always keeps me up because then like you're going to an audition during the day and then like you have a show at night or you're working or if I'm talking I'm, you. I mean, me, mm -hmm. Heather, listen to this, <laughs> you know, uh, or like Heather, I'll work this is at, the future yeah. <laughs> or I'll and work the at, past or this yeah. is the past. Yeah. I really like I, I think you need to sit down and like evaluate everything that you're doing and find some things that you need to cut well, out she has because i feel like you're gonna burn out if you're continually yeah doing well, what you're doing do you feel like you, well you in your residency like how do you get sleep it's like four to five hours a night it's mm -hmm. just terrible yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. because like, it's not take care of themselves. no no and and people expect you to not complain about that or to yeah. worry about that because you know you must not be tough enough for the job well mm. like these things are the things i've been working on for four for my whole life mm -hmm. but mostly these four years because mm -hmm. it's like gosh the physicians irony. have a high suicide rate have a high <sighs> divorce rate they have all kinds of issues because yeah. they don't sleep well yeah, yeah amongst all the other yeah the other stuff but yeah. after your residency 
you get a, a somewhat normal schedule, right? Like you're not. Well, if you, if you choose to, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people still are, you know, there's, well, there's also a lot of loan debt that you want to get paid off. Mm. And so you want to like get rid of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you, you're hustling as well, trying to <clears throat> sometimes work extra hours just yeah. to get that big paycheck because mm -hmm. you haven't really ever received a big paycheck. So now it's like, mm. gosh, if I work a couple extra shifts, I'll make a 25 grand more this year, you know? And yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to turn that down, but, but, you know, what happens whenever, you know, something terrible happens in your family or, or you get a, you know, some bad medical news or something, mm -hmm. suddenly all that stuff doesn't really matter. Yeah. And suddenly it's, it's the other things that really seem to be more important. Like suddenly we have time for sleep. Suddenly mm -hmm. we have time for our family and whenever somebody gets sick or whatever. So, you know, while there is a hustle, um, even as doctors, I think we tend to lose track of what's really important. Of course. Um, including our own health, including the well-being of our people, and I guess it's a like, constant struggle. Yeah. Before we sign off, we did not mm. get to all the things, but it's we okay. Didn't. I told you. <laughs> I, I know, man. But I we're not to, to Skype you in. No, I know. Uh, yeah. No, we're gonna part go three. Down to San Diego. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you'll have us, you guys can. <laughs> we can inflate an air mattress, and you can crash in my <laughs> living room. <laughs> um, but. I do want to ask you part of the challenge with all these principles, like how do you get started on all on this, you know, mm. with anything, it's like the hardest part is getting started. And I don't know if there's any like mental trick or something other than just like, yeah, you just fuck, get off your ass and fucking do it. You know, like how do you motivate yourself to meditate or make the time to meditate as a hustling I was like, doctor? I would feel like the opposite. Yeah. Like, I don't think that yeah. getting started is an issue for some people. Yeah. Right. Me, I think sure. it's maintaining that. Maintaining, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Right. Sure. Cause what got me started going to the gym consistently recently, going into a fitting room mirror. And you're like, what? what I, I, I look at myself in the mirror Is all the time that? and I hate the way that I look and I still don't have like, <laughs> I'm not, I just like, bring I my gym know. clothes to work yeah. and I change at work and I'm like, well, right. yeah. I can't not go. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Cause then I look like a fool and I've, it looks like a appointment. Who's like, who's going to know me? Mm. <laughs> that's the worst that's part. How, that's how yeah. I will talk myself out of it. Who's going to know? <laughs> I'm yeah. I would hate myself. I don't think we're honest enough with ourselves sometimes, you know, and, and, and we also just sort of tend to say, well, we'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how and to get tomorrow turns into next year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are these things, it's just like with, I should call my mom. She, my mom just got back from a trip to Italy oh, mm. and I made a point to call her today. Cause it's like, what better way to welcome your mom back than to call her. But I actually had to tell myself, yeah, I just call her now because you're not yeah. going to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just like with any other behavioral thing. I do find that I'm a terrible motivator. Mm-hmm but I'm a really good like encourager. Mm -hmm. If a person's not really self-motivated, I have no idea how mm -hmm. to get them to right. do what they, they already know, you know, like for people like us, mm -hmm. sure. like Heather, you should do whatever more. If you're not really motivated to do that, you're not going to do it. And then with regards to sustaining it, there are the, there are the, those principles like where 80% of what you do or 20% of what you do gets you 80% of your results. I feel like those principles really help, but it's really hard. We just, it's very counterintuitive to the way that we behave, yeah. you know, like you don't need to be in the gym for three hours. You need to find like a 30 minute type of workout mm -hmm. that you can do so that, get, yeah. that really hits what you need it, you know, need it to hit. So, so I guess it's just kind of like remind, like you said earlier, moderation or like reminding yourself that like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like 
That that's yeah. yeah Go that's on a, a good, walk. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't lose the ten pounds that you set for your goal for today, that you're going to lose yeah. ten pounds in that day, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like don't be so hard on yourself. But that's right. what's so, so hard like, about maintaining yeah. when you yeah. don't see that result. Right. Right. You're like, well, and, and it tends to be like this, right? You're never mm-hmm. seeing the like weight loss is a perfect example because you're never just seeing it like, oh my gosh, five pounds per month. It's just like that. It mm-hmm. never works like that. Yeah. It's it's like a bad stock. Like it just <laughs> gradually <laughs> goes down. Or and you're that, like that gaining muscle and you're like, why am I gaining Exactly. Weight? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, muscle weighs more. Right, and, I, and and resistance training is like a perfect part of this movement thing. Like, like if you want to do one thing for the rest of your life and be healthiest as a result, it would be like a range of motion and just lifting something heavy mm-hmm. once a week, twice a week, because mm-hmm. that's like it supports your bone health, it supports your heart, it supports your muscle, and I mean it has great implications. So, and it so does. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't have to be something so extreme. Right. You're saying like that's what scares most people. I feel mm-hmm. like, and then I heard someone say and it just like gave me this epiphany where it doesn't have to be 30 minutes or 40 minutes of continual exercise you can exercise in intervals and intermittently throughout right. the day right right like, like just pop out those 30 <laughs> squats that makes it so much easier yeah. and so much yeah feasible to wrap your mind around especially if you're somebody who doesn't work out on the regular you're not going to be able to do a 30 Mm -hmm. minute workout Mm -hmm. all the way through so it's like if something occurs to you if you can do a fraction of it in that moment just do it right you're like i gotta go to the gym okay okay well you know what i can do right now lay on the floor and get back up right (laughs) Right. (laughs) literally well when you you wake up in the morning you just do like some yoga you know just like move around a little bit and Mm -hmm. then you're gonna feel better all day and then maybe later you feel obligated to go to the gym i don't know i mean it's or have more energy it's tough yeah it's or tough have, do a fun hip-hop class <laughs> do a fun hip-hop class at the sweat spot which is a great spot which is yeah. so great <laughs> we love you sweat spot <laughs> we haven't been yet except for dr riley also known as nathan, nathan. <laughs> i wanted to thank you for including us in your gorillist volume number 22 22 volume 22 i wanted you to um just talk like briefly about it yes please sure so it's this is actually a creative outlet for me where i was finding all these really cool links and things that made me want to be better or made me want to call my mom you know Mm -hmm. whatever and so these uh, so these things kept creeping up and I wanted to share them with people and I would like spend time texting it to everybody I knew. <laughs> so what I decided to do was put everybody on like a little, um, like a list serve through yeah. Gmail mm. and I would just send them some things that I found really great. And I, I'm, I guess I'm like what you would call a market maven. Like I find headphones I like and I want everybody to, to know about how oh, great these headphones like are. Oh, have a friend like that. That's great. So, so it's like, you know, and I don't, I'm not much of a consumer. So if, if, and they know yeah. that. So if it's something that I really found valuable, like this has really provided value sure. to me, I want my, my, my people to know. So it started off as, you know, 20 people and then they would recommend people and then I'd add more people. And I don't know what it's at now, but it's every, every full moon mm-hmm. I send out, a, a list of five things that have been really have left a mark on me in some way. Mm-hmm. And they range their videos or their articles or their products, very rarely products. I one, at one point I put my coffee recipe, <laughs> um, the benefits of using a sauna, you know, it, it, it's very wide ranging, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really focused around the, the idea of memento mori where, where you should always be mindful that death is 
is is coming and we all need to just optimize we need to do our best to optimize our lives so as a palliative care doctor going back to the beginning of the conversation if i'm constantly talking to people about how they can best you know how their best would their their life would would be most optimal or how they would be happiest we do that as doctors all day long trying to tell people you should exercise you should do this it's good for you this and that like but we're you know we're not taking care of ourselves and so i think that sharing these um these sort of these sort of things is just a part of is part of like our social network it's it's a part of taking care of one another and so this idea that you know death is near is something that we all need to be considerate of because mm. you know mm-hmm. things yeah. happen and and things are things could happen so um so what i do is i curate this list i um keep like a back file through mailchimp like a, a, a past issues and they're they're all kinds they're all over the place but it's really yeah. fun but it's really easily yeah. digestible yeah, yeah yeah it's just five very easy links um and the little blurb that comes with it and you know you've probably seen some of the things before that i've sent out um actually i haven't aside from our own podcast which also yeah. thank you so much for including oh us. yeah so i mean cool. it, it was really i think that what you guys are doing is really important and really great so i wish more people knew about thanks. it and so i wanted thank to you. send it out to my people mm, and so um, thanks oh, you're welcome we're doing our best yeah um, yeah. So but, if, if, so if yeah. people want to subscribe, they can oh, go yeah. to gorillas.com, mm-hmm. G-O-R-I-L-L-I-S-T.com. And it's very easy to sign up. Yeah. And it's only once every full moon. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, yeah, it's not like information not, overload. Yeah. It's not a spam. There's not like advertisers. There's no money being made no, from this. It's just me, yeah. just me typing stuff just, up and making it look be nice. be part of your like friend group. Yeah. Like started yeah. sending this you to can, your friends. Yeah. Well, I yeah. love it. And actually yeah. the things that you've sent so far, I have not been aware of. And like, I enjoy, you know, yeah. uh, sometimes like one of them was an Instagram, uh, like birthing Instagram account. Yeah. Oh yeah. Account, where it was like, Empowered Birth Project, Empowered I think birth, is what yeah, it was. Yeah. That is what it was. And I yeah. was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was like, right. it's like primal and messy mm. and like it happened mm-hmm. there was so many it's this instagram account it's an awesome and i'm account. sure it's more than that sure. but like sure um of like real and a variety of birth situations and like yeah. all these people and you like see it there and like sure i don't know it was very i was like yeah this is important to see this mm-hmm. and just kind of like get used to because we should never see is, that stuff yeah, yeah. those are one of the yeah. things that should be normalized as opposed to other things that right. are normalized yeah. in our culture you know right but yeah. like regular raw nasty ass birth <laughs> sorry not yeah, to we were all there it's a, it's a very in it's a, a very like, messy process but yeah. we, we should all know about that and 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 when i think about when you think about death naturally you think about birth like they're kind of yeah. one in the same there's a, a lot of commonality there and um and they're the two things that we that we don't want little kids to see. We mm-hmm. don't want to ever talk about it. Mm-hmm. We don't, right. it's taboo. It's like, why? These are the two biggest things in our lives. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Everything We're, in between yeah. is just entertainment. From yeah. point a to point B. <laughs> it's true. Like we literally will experience, I mean, who knows what the super villain that is probably Elon Musk is going to do to our consciousness. But <laughs> in this moment, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Now he's now Tesla is no longer going to sponsor. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to give Teslas. It was a joke. First of all, uh, sorry Elon. S- yeah, sorry Elon. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like some people are like Elon Musk is the right the hero, and I'm sure. like he's a 
another dude just a dude who has some cool ideas and and again it's just entertainment in between so so we need this time from point a to point b i think really needs to or point b to point d (laughs) 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 um i think it could be filled in ways that we are better taking care of each other that we're respectful of one another that we're loving more we're more we're emoting more we're creating more yeah and it's not just about amassing more stuff or or being wealthier or not even really accomplishing goals it's really about like Mm. being with each other and taking care of ourselves and our planet and and um that's what this gorillist is it's like to fill in all that stuff in the middle here's how we can live better and and and, in a very broad way it's not like here's my advice to Mm. to do anything just open open your mind up to some of these new things that maybe aren't getting circulated as much Mm -hmm. i'm all for it check it out gorillas.com Gorillas.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh oh, I don't know if we can use that. No, no I'm kidding. No, we're I'm just kidding. saying words. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, you know, it's okay to, the, those things shouldn't be taboo because we all experience them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, I was exactly. To before going on a tangent a, about. That'll be, that'll be a fun exploration. Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. I'm sure you are ready to go home to your to your own family. <laughs> We've kept you for yeah. so long. Stay tuned for part three. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. It's always a pleasure. Really. Thank you yeah, so much thank for you. taking thank time so out of your great. crazy busy schedule right now. Good luck. Thanks. <gasps> Next week. Godspeed. Yeah. Three actual days of work ah. apart from that test. So <sighs> you got this. Yeah. Almost there. So exciting. Final A plus plus. A plus plus. I passed. Um, <laughs> great job. Great job. Call your mom. <laughs> Call your mom. Call your mom. Go outside. Go outside. What was her health? Our hashtag. Health oh, span. Health span. Health span. Health span. Mm-hmm. It's not my term, by the way. I, I did not coin mm-hmm. that. Somebody but you did. did. Yeah, you did. B to D. B to D. B to D. <laughs> Damn, those are good. B to D. That's gonna These be little nuggets. God, that's a book title or something There's, right there. <laughs> that it patented right you here. Doctor Riley, take it. Doctor, take it, please. <laughs> this is the copyright. Doctor Nathan Done. Riley said B to D. It's, no one can have it. That's I all we it. have to do. Dibs. Call dibs. dibs. And also hold your friend's hands. Hold your friend's hands. Touch your boobs. You gotta touch your boobs. Touch your boobs. Thanks for I'm not gonna make the dogs. Nah, it's too late. No, 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 no. We can just do. Oh, oh, oh. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our lovely Lauren Naylor for her amazing portraiture skills and creating our cover art, to our sweet boy Tom Odo for our lovely music, and a great many thanks to my you caring supporters and donors Veronica Campa, Kim Rivera, and Shirley Andrews. You can follow my blog at wellthissucks.me, follow us on Instagram at WTS Podcast. Facebook at WTS The Podcast. And if you like what you heard, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah. Thanks. Love you.